Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's radio that's good for you. The CDC reports that one in 68 children are now being diagnosed with autism. But what are the signs of autism? What's a parent to look for? And how early do you look for them? And my guest today is Kristen Selby. I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Kristen Selby Gonzalez of Autism Hope Alliance. So, Kristen, uh, tell us about the signs. How early can parents look for signs, symptoms? Are there certain things they should be looking for? Absolutely. Um, first of all, we want to make sure that by the age of one, um, we're looking for uh, babbling and pointing. If your child's not pointing or making any sounds by the age of one, that could be a very early indicator. The other thing is no single words by 16 months um, or two-word phrases by age two. Um, maybe they're not responding to their name or maybe they had language and they've lost language or social skills, poor eye contact. They might even do things excessively, like lining up toys or objects. Maybe they're not smiling or they're not being socially responsive. There's many different things to look at. Um, even not even waving goodbye. Most babies by the age of one will wave goodbye or blow kisses. These are all gestures you want to look for. Now, for parents out there, if your children aren't doing that, you don't want them to panic. Sometimes children are just delayed. However, these are definitely indicators that you want to kind of keep an eye on that. Okay, so parents start to notice these things, and we hear a lot of controversy about the vaccines and what causes it and all of that, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but that's not what we're talking about mostly today. Mostly it's these signs and symptoms and red flags. What do you do if you start to notice them? Because, Kristen, the fact is that children develop at different rates, and so what one child might do, another child might not do, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, is there something wrong with my child? And you rush them in. So, so then what are the tests? Are there tests? Um, well, there's, when, when you're looking for symptoms and your signs, first of all, if you have any kind of gut feeling or you're worried, first of all, take them to your pediatrician. Usually your pediatrician um, can either put you at ease or then give you um, other referrals that can help you uh, figure out and determine really what might be happening. Um, and so that's first and foremost. Um, some of the uh, testing that they will do would be from like either a speech-language pathologist or an occupational therapist, um, a psychologist, um, and even a neurologist. So all of those tests will be happening at some point if the child's delayed um, uh, interactions are continuing. Um, here's some great tips though, to think about. Um, I want to go down a couple of months. So by six months, if there's no big smiles or warm, jo- joyful expressions, these are things to, you know, kind of go, huh, that's probably not something that uh, it should be something that should be happening and they, it should be a red flag. The other thing is by nine months, no back and forth sharing of sounds. You know, when you say, you know, goo goo gaga or, you know, you're smiling or you're, you're kind of doing that interaction back and forth. Definitely by one years of age, they really should be responding to their name and you should be hearing a lot of kind of back and forth uh, gestures of pointing, um, reaching out. Um, and by 16 months, there's no spoken words. That's definitely something we want to um, make sure we're, we're looking into. Also, if your child's doing a lot of self-stimulatory uh, behavior, like hand flapping, tapping their ears, rocking back and forth, spinning in circles over and over. And when I say these things, remember, it's at an um, they're doing it excessively. Um, finger flicking, head banging, that's also a big one. Um, staring at lights for a very long time, moving their fingers in front of their eyes. Um, lining up toys, gosh, my son did that for a long time. He would line up every object um, really perfectly, and it wasn't 
something he did once or twice, he could do it for hours and hours and hours. Um, same thing for like spinning the wheels on a car. So again, these are all things that are red flags that we want to make sure we look for. Now, I just have to say, because you pointed out that, you know, it's not something that they do once or twice, but I worried at the beginning because my son lined up cars. And then he lined up crayons, and then he w- and he would do this for hours and hours and hours. And we did have him checked out, and it was just he just liked the way they looked lined up. So I mean, it, and then he stopped it. It wasn't even anything that he, you know. So some of these things can start and stop. But what you're saying, the difference parents need to notice is that it's an ongoing thing. It doesn't just stop. A com- My son did it for I don't know three four months probably. And then it stopped. But he probably also, but he probably also looked at you, and he probably also had some gestures, and he had some language. So when you're combining oh, yes, the line, absolutely, toys, you know, and you're combining no eye contact, you're combining no gestures, or you know, um, being able to respond to your name. That's when all those red flags kind of line up, and you're like, goodness, I better go find a real specialist that knows what they're doing. So now tell us about the diagnosis because it's not there's not one set way to diagnosis right to diagnose this it's mm-hmm. not something that has a standard screening test. Yeah, basically, you know, it really depends on who you go to. Um, if you're in certain areas, they have things called regional centers. If you're under three, um, the regional center will have a psychologist there, and they'll, they'll kind of really evaluate the parents in a lot of ways. They'll ask the parents a ton of questions, and then they'll run some tests with the child and. Um, you know, the parent, you kind of look at the test and go, well, that doesn't really make sense. How would they know how to do that? Or how would they know how to do, you know, X, Y, and Z? But what ends up happening is it becomes a whole kind of experience for the entire family because really at that young of an age, um, they really need to get a lot of information from the parents. And when the parents, once you guys are listening and you're going in for an evaluation, remember to always answer the questions um, on any as honestly as you possibly can. As parents, often we never want to really come out and say, oh, you know, Johnny is really not doing this or, you know, Susie's really not doing that. Because we're parents, we want to be super proud of every moment. You really want to make sure you're super honest with yourself and the evaluator when you are in those evaluations. So what are they going to be asking you about these behaviors? About Is there any blood test yes. or anything they can do? I wish there was a blood test. It would make it a lot easier, right? But no, there isn't. Um, They're going to be asking a lot of the questions are, you know, the signs that I just mentioned. You know, is your child babbling? Um, How is their eye contact? You know, are they doing anything repetitively? Um, How are their gestures? Um, Do they respond to their own name? Um, How many words do they know? Um, You know, do they know how to do a sequence? Meaning if you were to say, you know, at a child at 16 months, you should be able to tell Johnny to go get his shoes. You know, could he follow a one-step command? So they're going to ask all those types of questions, and then they're going to ask, can they do it on a regular basis? So the question for parents, or the thing for parents to really remember is, when they ask, does Johnny follow a one-step command, you know, don't answer the one time Johnny did. You want to make sure that you're giving an overall perspective of, does Johnny do it mostly every time? If you were to tell Johnny not to touch something or not to put trash in his mouth or to, you know, not run in the street and hold your hand, you know, at a 16-month level, the child should be able to respond to that parent to know, you know, yes and no. Does Johnny do that on a consistent basis? Not the one time Johnny did it, you know, does he do it overall? So those are kind of the questions that they're going to really ask. Um, there's a lot more clearly detailed questions, but those are the overall kind of things to, to think about. 
And then I, we only have a minute here left. So really, your best advice, once someone's getting that diagnosis, then just kind of give them a little quick overview of what that early intervention is and how important it is. Early, in, early intervention is so important. Um, and, you know, you really want to make sure to find out all the services that are available under three and go after everything and anything that you can find. Um, also, really look for support groups in your area. Talk about hearing autism. Have great support groups. Talkinnow.org, I believe. Uh, they can really help you walk you through um, a lot of services that might be available in your area. Look for Facebook group pages. And then also go to autismhopealliance.org. We're happy to, to kind of direct you with resources on our website page. You can uh, look under resources there as well. Absolutely. Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, the president and chairman of Autism Hope Alliance. You can get see more information at autismhopealliance.org. Great organization, really good information for parents out there. And that's what we're doing here. We're helping to disseminate that information so that you understand it and you're hearing from the experts like Kristen so that you can make these informed decisions and meet with your doctors when you need to. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening to Radio MD. And if you missed any of the great information... You can listen anytime, on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. Share these shows with your friends. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. Thanks for listening. Stay well.